0: Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, at the moment, It's great sport watching the latest twists and turns of Boris Johnson clinging to power. But if he does go, and that's far from certain, who would replace him? And would that replacement be any more amenable to building a less confrontational relationship with the EU and Ireland? Journalist Enda Brady has been sitting in his front row seat with a big bag of popcorn. He joins us now. Afternoon, Enda. (laughs)
1: Hey, Sean, good to speak to you again.
0: Uh, It's 21 now, I think, is the latest figure. Is there any sense you might have this, you know, there's a magic figure that might penetrate Boris Johnson's brass neck, to mix my metaphors terribly?
1: No, no, look, this will keep going until they run out of candidates to fill government roles. You know, (laughs) he's still got hundreds of MPs left, (laughs) but make no mistake, look, I've known Johnson... Uh, on a professional level since 1999. I think that was the first time I interviewed him when he, he was running for MP in Henley-on-Thames, which is where I live in Oxfordshire. Um, look, there's nothing in this man's makeup that says he will ever resign. He's going to have to be dragged out, kicking and screaming. And, and they know it. They, they really know it. But the Conservative Party now has... A huge crisis on its hands. There's whispers in Westminster today that a group from this 1922 committee of backbenchers are going to mobilise this evening and go see him en masse and just say, it's over. But even if they do, he, he will blunder, he will bluster. I've seen this time and time again. He will promise them the sun, the moon, the stars, Jupiter. He will drop in some Latin phrases. He will tell them they're world beating and he will expect them to all bow down at the Temple of Boris. It's over. It's over.
0: Yeah. The the thing is, though, I mean, previously when, you know, there was a uh, there was a pre-agreed kind of procedure to this that you you would see that there was at least a significant proportion of the party that didn't have confidence in you and it was the decent thing to do. So within the Tory party, given that most of them haven't aren't revolted by this idea yet, does that kind of indicate a massive change in the culture within the Tory party?
1: No, I think what you're seeing is people who have been back to their constituencies in the last couple of weeks have been out at street level, perhaps at constituency meetings, surgeries, talking to the public and they realise that the public absolutely despise what is going on, the lies, the deceit, the partying, And you just have to look at the statistics in those two recent by-elections. So the one down in the southwest of England, Devon is a rural county, very agricultural, heavily dependent on summer tourism. There's not a great deal of employment down there. The conservative guy who was caught in parliament watching porn on his iPhone, that was why the by-election had to be called when he resigned, he had a majority of 24,000. He had one of the safest seats in the country. It is now a Liberal Democrat gain with a majority of 6,000. It's a swing of in excess of 30,000. What has happened is Conservative MPs with much, much smaller majorities have been looking at that situation and thinking, my goodness, if Neil Parrish's seat went and he had a 24,000 majority what is going to happen, me, when an election comes? So it's all about self-interest.
0: Yeah. So then, given all that then, it's, it's, it's surprising more of them haven't resigned so far. Look,
1: the, it's a steady drip, and I think you'll see more resignations today. Tomorrow, there will be more revelations in the Sunday newspapers about what another torrid week it has been. It just never gets any better with Boris Johnson. And these are the same people who put him in power, the same people who made him leader, made him prime minister. And, you know, he has used a big emotional stick to beat these people for two and a half years. You know, many of the new incomers from 2019, he has repeatedly pointed out to them, especially in the kind of what were previously Labour seats in the north of England. He has repeatedly said to these people, you wouldn't be in Parliament if it wasn't for me. And there is an element of truth. even though I'm saying Boris Johnson and truth in the same sentence here. (laughs) There is an element of truth to that. He has always seen himself as the Heineken of politicians, refreshing parts and getting to bits of the country that no other conservative can punch through. And that is true, but the game is up. I mean, when you look at the leader columns in conservative newspapers today, uh, The Times, for example, game over. That's the headline in The Times.
0: Mm-hmm. Does it look like the 1922 committee are going to change the rules about having another leadership vote? <laughs> uh,
1: look, I, look, I think what's going to happen now is you'll see this delegation go en masse to Johnson this evening, begging for him to go, and then he won't go. So what they will have to do is change the rules that make it uh, illegal to have a second confidence vote inside 12 months. So they'll, there are elections ongoing for that. To replace members of the 1922 committee. And what you will see is that basically being stripped out. The 1922 committee being modernised, stripped out, and people who want the rules changed being put in.
0: Right. Okay. Now, if if and when he does go, uh, and, you know, as you've said, uh, kicking and screaming. uh, Now, I mean, uh, Nadim Zahawi was uh, um, looked at as maybe an outside chance, but I assume he's gone now because he's Chancellor.
1: Yeah, I I think the list, the field will be narrowing. So I would go back to people who haven't had promotions in the last 24 hours. So Liz Truss has been working very diligently and very ambitiously behind the scenes. And she certainly thinks she is in with a shout of being the next prime minister and the next leader of the Conservative Party. So she's currently foreign secretary. She's kept a very low profile, you'll notice, in the last Mm. 24 hours. Um, She has huge ambitions. A lot of people, a lot of her critics would say ambitions far beyond her abilities. Um, She, in recent times, has been modelling herself on Margaret Thatcher. Um, I kid you not. Check out the Instagram posts, pictures of her on tanks. (laughs) Honestly, pictures of her on tanks in Estonia and what have you, playing very much to the Conservative core base Mm. support who, you know, she's modelling herself as this strong woman who's going to come in and clear up the mess the boys have left. She's certainly a player. Jeremy Hunt, who was health secretary previously, he got down to the last two. Johnson beat him with, without any really effort in that vote when it got down to the last two. So Jeremy Hunt will fancy his chances. He'd be more of a moderate in the party. And I think Rishi Sunak hasn't invested all that work and effort in the last few years of the pandemic um, He still has reasonable stock and standing in the British public, despite the fact my only concern would be, you know, he ended up on the Sunday Times rich list a few weeks ago. Him and his wife are worth pushing a billion euro. My only concern would be, how can you square off a billionaire going into Downing Street when we're having a cost of living crisis here?
0: Mm. So uh, a posh rich boy wouldn't be attractive to Tory voters. Uh, That's a... (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, well, well it's, not, it's not just conservative voters. I just think yeah. the appeal across the country, we're staring a recession in the face here. Yeah. I mean, petrol prices, diesel prices, we're in a situation now, I don't know how widely it's been picked up in the Irish media, but they're putting security tags on expensive cheese, meat, even butter items. Some security, some su- supermarkets are looking at putting security tags on big-ticket items in supermarkets now. Previously, you know, you'll see them on razor blades or aftershaves yeah. and perfumes. These are daily, what we previously have considered daily consumer goods. Wow.
0: Now, out of the, like, so, so say, let's say it's, it's, it's going to be Truss, Hunt or Sunak. The, it, it, which of those three might have the Boris Johnson effect for MPs who might be nervous about their majorities?
1: I think, hand on heart, look, what, what, how it plays out is ultimately the Conservative MPs will whittle the number down. And so there will be a um, round by round vote with one person being eliminated each round. The MPs in Parliament get to vote on that until they get down to two names on the ballot paper. And then it's over to your grassroots support across the country members of the Conservative Party will choose the next Prime Minister. There will be two names on the ballot and I think Liz Truss will really, really fancy herself if she gets down to the final two. I should mention as well Ben Wallace, the Defence Secretary, he's another name. He has been seen as having had a good year and a half, what with the evacuation of Afghanistan and support for Ukraine. Wallace will certainly fancy his chances, but I think Truss as a woman um, and certainly someone who appeals to your core conservative values and voter here, um, she will fancy her chances.
0: The uh, to the here was being interviewed yesterday and uh, he didn't quite go as far as saying it, but, uh, but, but he probably left gaps uh, for, for inference there that essentially Europe's point, uh, attitude at the moment in terms of discussions about the protocol and that kind of thing was that they're just basically waiting for Johnson to go because they can't trust him. Would, it would say a Liz Trust be better to deal with from Europe's point of view, from Ireland's point of view?
1: Look, my, from an Irish perspective, my worry would be that whoever comes next would be so keen to appeal to the grassroots of the Conservative Party that they will just hang Ireland out to dry and that they will use Ireland as a, a political football and take a tough stance. So you have to remember here, Sean, you know, there's not a great number of friends inside the Conservative Party for Ireland. Mm. And they will always use Ireland as, you know, this place and this thing that they can kind of kick about a bit and be seen as being tough on Ireland, tough on the European Union, and we're going to implement the Brexit we voted for. Even though it has been an economic tumbleweed catastrophe for the United Kingdom in every single... There, there's not a single Brexit benefit. When you speak to a Brexiteers now... They they don't even want to bring up the topic. It's swept under the carpet. I mean, it is an economic hemorrhage that is bleeding cash out of the United Kingdom every single hour. So my only concern would be that whoever comes next will simply look at Ireland and think, you know what? The tougher I go on the protocol, the tougher I go on the European Union, the tougher I go on Brexit rules and and post-Brexit life for the United
0: Kingdom the better it will be for me and the Conservative Party. Uh, and b- think- Is that just to be seen to be tough on Europe uh, rather than uh, and your average Tory voter, you know, gives a rat's ass about Northern Ireland or even knows where it is? Look, uh, look
1: I, I'm here my entire life, almost post-leaving cert. I, I left Ireland to come over here to university when I was 17. It has never ceased to stagger me how little people know about Ireland, right. our history, our heritage, our politics even. So the, the Conservatives know that and they will they will just simply know that by being tough on the European Union, flexing some muscles where they can and being in their own kind of tunnel vision view of the world thinking they are strong by doing so, that is what they would go for.
0: Yeah, so out of say, Ben Wallace, uh, Rishi Sunak or Jeremy Hunt, uh, if we were to, you know, if we get our grannies to say a few decades of the rosary, who should we be praying for? <laughs>
1: oh, look, I, th- I think... Jeremy Hunt actually looks like a Prime Minister. Um, he's moderate. He has taken big office. He's made previously his health secretary, even though he fell out with the junior doctors here, and they don't, really don't like him still. Jeremy Hunt speaks well. He's a very well-educated man. He's a politician. He's a thinker, and he's intelligent. Rishi Sunak, I think the drawbacks with him really are the fact that there's just so much money in that family, and I just can't see people here going with that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, He would, however, be... For for Ireland, and I think for European Union relations, he would be a far better bet. But I I think ultimately it's between one of them and Liz Truss. And if Truss becomes Prime Minister, she will do whatever she wants with the protocol. She will not look back and she will feel completely emboldened by the support she will get from the grassroots of the party. Because she is a woman, make no mistake, who's modelling herself on Margaret Thatcher. And bending to Irish will negotiating with the European Union giving an inch of ground anywhere will not be in her makeup.
0: and uh, thanks a million uh, as ever and uh, Brady there uh, are uh, uh, formerly of Sky News but now a journalist based in London as he, as he said he has been since his own leaving sir right anyway let's uh, move on from that uh, let's see how much money we're going to give away today Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank?